Welcome to Agriculture In-Depth, presented by Kimball Livestock Exchange and by Sioux Nation in Fort Pierre. I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra. My guest is South Dakota U.S. Senator Mike Rounds. We'll hear from him after this. Safety in your cattle operation is imperative to not only you, but your cattle as well. From front to back, from tube to chute, AeroQuip cattle chutes go through extensive testing to ensure reliability and safety. With an extremely user-friendly design, you're in for a smooth operation every time. AeroQuip cattle chutes are the safe equipment you can trust every step of the way. That's one benefit, but not all. For more information, see Sioux Nation in Fort Pierce, South Dakota. Artificial intelligence technology has been available to us in various forms for several years now, but recent advances are showing us just how capable the technology has become. In mid-September 2023, Senator Rounds and New York Senator and Majority Leader Chuck Schumer co-hosted a first-of-its-kind discussion with top technology company leaders regarding how Congress should approach the opportunities and risks posed by AI. It's a topic Rounds is keenly interested in. Martin Heinrich out of New Mexico and I are the co-chairs of the AI caucus in the Senate. Uh, Todd Young, who is another member of the Republican caucus, is also interested. And so uh, Senator Schumer had been discussing with us the fact that we needed to do something on this. And he wanted to know if we would join together in a in a bipartisan way to try to get as much information as possible to other members who weren't quite sure what AI meant either. And so we've started kind of from ground one and we started working our way with a series of of basically informational sessions for members of the Senate. Some we've done in, in, in a kind of a private way, the Department of Defense information in a classified setup setting. And then this last week, we've brought in key people in, in the area of artificial intelligence um, and, and, and it included folks that, that really have differing points of view about the entire issue. Artificial intelligence is not new. It is something that we've talked about. Some people call it machine learning. But we've been using it for literally almost a generation now. It's now brought, uh, the, the attention to it has been brought because of a, of a program called ChatGPT, where they released it to the public and individuals could ask questions of this. And it would do things, it would make reports, it would give you information on lots of stuff. But it's still in its infancy with regard to the public using it. So as we learn more about it, um, we wanted to have these folks come in and share with other members of the Senate, from their perspective, what we could do to make sure that artificial intelligence continue to grow in the United States and that our adversaries not be able to grow as fast as we were. Furthermore, we wanted to make sure that the public was protected against the threats that happened for you know uh, fake stories, uh, fake pictures, uh, interference in elections and so forth, which can be done if you can artificially generate um, e- either voice or uh, a visual, uh, you know, things that can be put out over the Internet. And that's what this was really all about was is talking about the pros and the cons and recommendations as to how we could incentivize a continued development in the United States, uh, what it could have for defensive and offensive purposes, but then finally um, 
how do we protect the American public from bad actors who also want to use uh, artificial intelligence? Where does artificial intelligence get its information from? To be able to build, if you say, write me a story about uh, planting a field, where is it going to go to try and grab that information? You hit exactly on one of the three key pieces in artificial intelligence. Let me just begin by saying you have to have really powerful computers, which means really very powerful chips that make up the ability to make lots of decisions, yes or no, yes or no, yes or no, on on the decision-making process, which is what all computers do. But in this particular case, these make that decision a million-plus times per second. And then along with that, you have to have an algorithm, which is nothing more than the appropriate directions telling it what you're what you're trying to get done. Um, and then finally, and this is where they get the information, you, you have a, a series of databases. The databases have to be made up, <clears throat> and it may be a matter of, you know, um, how people's health is across the United States. It may be a series of talking about different machine parts, but these databases are items that are labeled so that when you look at it or you observe it, the computer can recognize the attributes of a particular object or a message or a word. When they do that, they can then look at a different database, perhaps just a a request, excuse me, and in that request, it will recognize what it's already studied in the database. And if it can make that correlation between a, a, a labeled database and an unlabeled database, it can then figure out what's in the unlabeled database, which is where it's making discoveries. So a long way of saying it's really critical that these databases be developed, and these are huge databases, but that means that when, it, when we talk about medicine or we talk about anything along that line, we're asking for private information. How do you keep privacy still in it? How can you put together a huge database about cancer or about heart disease or about Alzheimer's and still protect the privacy of the individuals who are providing you with that information. That's part of the discussion we're having. Regulation is probably one of the first things folks think about when they think about governments being involved in, in anything. Um, as you mentioned, yes, brilliant minds, big names, top tech titans, I believe, was the term I kept I kept seeing from these folks. Uh, you know, were they leery about the thought of regulation? Are they are they wanting to step up to the table and be part of that discussion? Uh, how did that part of it go? They were unanimous in their desire for uh, government involvement in laying out the groundwork for what's appropriate and what's not appropriate in artificial intelligent usage. Just as an example, if we didn't have laws and rules about being able to establish a copyright or being able to establish a patent, then people that are developing this wouldn't be able to be protected and they wouldn't be able to be paid for doing it. Well, that's a, that's an example of a good regulation or a good law. And what they want to see is, is more incentives so that they can continue to produce artificial intelligence or these really fast learning systems as quickly as possible and faster than our adversaries. And they want that development here in the U.S. On the other hand, if we put in real serious restrictions saying you can't release this to the public unless you've done a whole bunch of testing and it's got to be delayed, a lot of these folks will simply go to another country someplace, create it, and it'll still be in our environment. So it's a matter of good regulatory prospects so that everybody knows the ground rules of the game. And this is where, you know, we don't know what those are yet, but 
the more information we can learn, the better opportunity we have of allowing the different committees with areas of expertise, whether it's the Commerce Committee, the Judiciary Committee, the Armed Services Committee, the Intel Committee, the Banking Committee, to be able to put together proposed rules or legislation that would actually improve our ability to maintain AI, but to do it in a very safe fashion. Cattlemen, when you're looking to buy and sell cattle, look no further than Kimball Livestock Exchange in Kimball, South Dakota. At Kimball Livestock Exchange, you'll find cattlemen working for cattlemen with a sale every Tuesday. If you can't make it to the barn, you can watch the sale live on Cattle USA. Visit KimballLivestockExchange.com to view upcoming sale information. For more sale information or to consign, call the barn at 605-778-6211, Chad at 605-870-0697, or Wade at 605-730-1801. Did they show any inclination to being willing to work together amongst their their companies? Because um, obviously it's race, it's a competition. They're competing against each other, but they're competing against scientists in other countries. Did they show some sort of cohesiveness wanting the United States to be the, the, the leaders in this situation? They see no other choice than to promote the United States as a place for development. They fear what would happen if China got ahead of us. They don't want that to happen. One area that they all kind of had a concern about was is could the federal government or any government appropriately regulate AI activities without having expertise in the field of AI? And the suggestion, you know, some people said, well, of course, they just want to manipulate it as, you know, big tech giants. And they actually didn't go that direction. They actually suggested very strongly that we look to our national labs and that we look to academia. The the, the universities is a place where you have a lot of expertise. And they suggested that we create, you know, perhaps as one alternative, a series of referees who could come together and help educate us, the lawmakers, in terms of policy so that we understood the technologies better and they could help us understand what the impacts would be. But it was really quite refreshing to hear them say, look, you've got people out there right now that could act as referees and they could really help you. And they weren't suggesting that they do it. They were suggesting that we go independently out there. Some of them suggested, you know, we can always put people on loan to you, but you'll never want just us involved. You'll always want academia and you'll always want the national labs. And now the question is, is can we put together a bank, and this is my opinion, can we put together a bank of these referees or these, these professionals that understand it in such a fashion that we can look at all aspects of AI when we see proposed rulemaking coming down the road? We've got some real talent in South Dakota as far as technology. Dakota State University is well known, the Sanford Underground Lab, School of Mines and Technology out there. Do you see some of this refereeing potentially coming out of uh, some work being done in South Dakota. We do. And in fact, at Dakota State University, the president, Marie Griffiths, um, she was actually on the AI committee, the Artificial Intelligence Committee, that formed the first unclassified report a year ago and the first very classified report on artificial intelligence for the Department of Defense. Uh, DSU is knee-deep in it right now because of their cyber activities and the fact that they'll be graduating about 400 people per year working on cyber activities, and artificial intelligence is right in the middle of all of it. So, yeah, South Dakota will be very well represented when it comes to the future of artificial intelligence. With Agriculture In-Depth, brought to you by Sioux Nation and Fort Pier and by Kimball Livestock Exchange, I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra.